every morning I practice piano across the hall from his office and every morning he comes in and I hear his keys jingle and the door opens and then uh, I hear him vocalizing warming up his voice before he starts his day of teaching so that's been something that's really impacted me just like here he is about to retire and he's still practicing every day just like he teaches us to. There has never been a time that I have gone to him for advice whether about um, a piece that I'm singing or just about something that's going on in my life that he has not been willing to sit down and talk with me about it and to give me advice always with the utmost patience and um, show of Christ's love. Um, he's uh, been more than a teacher to me. He's been uh, a mentor and a friend. Um, he's taught me to become more mature. I've learned to be more diligent and um, intentional about my work. He's a, a great man of God and he exemplifies that through his um, faithfulness, his hardworking attitude, his, his character, um, and just all these things that he's taught me, I'm sure I'll remember for the rest of my life. For 35 years, Dr. David Shockey has been a part of the School of Music at Cairn University, directing chorale, teaching voice, and impacting the lives of so many students. He has been a deeply interwoven thread into the fabric of Cairn University. And he looks forward now, after many years of service, to retirement. You're listening to the Cairn 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. Dr. David Shockey, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. My pleasure, for sure. Can you tell your story as it relates to Cairn, how you came here and how that process unfolded? And just talk us through some of these many years that you've been associated with the university. Happily. I was teaching in a public school district in western New York, outside of Rochester, and felt strongly led to move elsewhere. And in May of 1978, the gentleman who taught me private voice at Roberts Wesleyan College, from which I graduated with my bachelor's degree, he happened to buy my house on a Saturday afternoon knowing that I was looking for something else. And he said, well, why don't you call King's College and call PCB? My own reaction at the time was, well, why don't I call 100 schools? Mm. And I wasn't about to do that. But the previous summer, I had met Sam Shu, And so I decided to call Sam and let him know that I was looking. If he knew of anything, I might be interested. And uh, that was a very interesting call, actually, because Sam said, uh, well, uh, David, I'm not free to say too much at this point, but there may be something here. I'll get back to you. So four days later, he called back and said, yes, one of our voice faculty has now made it public that he intends to leave. So. Sam said, I've spoken to Al Lundy on your behalf. You should be hearing from him. Four days later, Al did call me, interrogated me for about an hour on the telephone on a Sunday night, and we set up an interview for Memorial Day weekend, 1978, when I was headed down to Baltimore anyway from Rochester. And the rest is history. That's the beginning of the story as you reflect over so much of your time here. What are the things that 
maybe stand out to you the most or have impacted you the most uh, with such a long history here at the university? What has stood out? Relationships of all kinds. Uh, I've done a lot of growing here. Uh, I was very green. At age 27, I knew everything, like most people in their late teens, early 20s, mid-20s. I knew it all. And uh, not really, of course. And uh, frankly, I was a little scared. I thought, see, five-year program, what will I do with my voice students after the first couple lessons? Mm. So it was a little scary. Uh, but the, the Lord worked in me and through me by his grace. And I developed wonderful relationships with colleagues, with students. And that's what I will take with me. Uh, I, I thank the Lord for Al Lundy's faith. Uh, in hiring someone as young as I was. And uh, I hope that uh, he looks back and is glad that he hired me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went away for two years from 89 to 91 to do my doctorate, came back with it complete, also by his grace. Mm -hmm. And a year after I returned, uh, Ron Matthews left and the corral became my great privilege and responsibility. And then my plate was full, and I have thoroughly enjoyed the years conducting the corral. Mm -hmm. uh, great, great experiences, wonderful students, and uh, good students who made it plain that I needed to be on top of my game if I was gonna stand in front of them three days a week for 80 minutes. So they brought the best out of me and forced me to grow uh, as a person, as a Christian, as a conductor. Students could go to many different places and earn a degree in music, but um, based on your experience here, what is it that we can do maybe that is tremendously unique? As a music faculty, we work hard, we wrestle hard with that very question. And we do our utmost to prepare students to serve church, society, the world. The church changes and we wrestle and struggle with those changes. And uh, how do we respond? How do we change? And those changes are uncomfortable at times to be true, truthful. And, uh, but we continue to strive to meet the needs of the church, the society, the world. I, I want our kids to come here and get the best education they can get uh, chorally, vocally. I want them to be equipped to go to grad school. And I, as I tell the Corral members, I want them to get a first-rate choral experience at Cairn so that when they go beyond Cairn, they realize, okay, Cairn was good. 
And now I'm at grad school, and with graduate students, yes, the choral ensembles can do some things that we couldn't quite manage at Cairn, but yes, Cairn was a good foundation. What's next for you after retirement? Not entirely sure. Uh, I am looking forward to slowing the pace a little bit. The pace here is quick on top mm -hmm. of my church responsibilities, on top of children and now 12 grandchildren, and probably more on the way. Uh, I plan to continue to serve as an adjunct faculty member here for a time. I told Benjamin Harding that if he'd like that, if he needs that, I'm available. He has said, yes, plan on it. So my wife and I will continue our church work also. I want to continue to sing. And I want to continue to do some conducting, not only at church, but maybe some guest conducting, do some seminars or master classes where needed, whether K to 12, public, private schools, whatever. Well, Dr. Shockey, I know you've made an impact on many, many of our music alumni and more people who've been around here. So we wish you all the best in all your endeavors and thank you for being here with us. In the course of this podcast today, you heard from Cairn University juniors from the School of Music, Matthew Lauda, Amy Crocker, and Kira Wilcox. Thank you students for sharing your reflections on Dr. Shockey. And thank you alumni for listening. I encourage you to visit cairn.edu slash media for all our other Cairn 10 podcasts. And as always, if you have a professor whose voice and perspective you'd like to hear, drop us a line and let us know. Thank you for listening.